Hello, and welcome to the Diet Diatribe podcast. I'm your host, Sarah, and I've got an interesting show for you all today, so let's jump right in. The first article that I have today is Surprise! Metabolism doesn't slow down in middle age, and it actually may be easier to lose weight. Elizabeth Laura Nelson wrote this article... If you've noticed the number on your scale creeping upward as you get older, you may have shrugged and chalked it up to the slowed metabolism that supposedly comes along with age. After all, isn't it common knowledge that gaining weight is easier and losing it is much harder after 40? As it turns out, maybe not so much. Personally, I've always heard it's normal to gain one or two pounds a year starting in middle age and have resigned myself to adding a pound to my weight for every extra candle on my birthday cake. But a recent study has me rethinking that theory. A research team at Duke University led by evolutionary anthropologist Herman Ponzer, Ph.D., author of Burn, new research blows the lid off how we really burn calories, lose weight, and stay healthy. He found that from age 20 to 60, our metabolism holds steady, and that's true through puberty, pregnancy, and menopause. Even after age 60, metabolism decreases only very gradually at a rate of about 1% per year. Do we burn fewer calories as we age? In the study, scientists analyzed data from more than 6,400 people around the world, ranging in age from newborn to 95. They looked at how many calories they burned each day, which is a key indicator of metabolic rate, and found that after peaking at about one year old, the metabolism slows and the number of calories burned per day decreases by about 3% each year. That lasts until the end of the teenage years, and starting around age 20, metabolism stays consistent until age 60 or so. What's the takeaway here? Besides that babies are calorie-burning machines, the bottom line is, if you're not 60 yet, your metabolism probably isn't to blame for any weight you've put on lately. And even if you're over 60, it's still not too big a factor. Plus, there's evidence that losing weight after age 60 may actually be easier than when you're younger. In other words, the fact that I recently bought a fabulous new pair of jeans that are two sizes larger than my favorites has less to do with biology and more to do with the frequently baked fresh bread and daily bottle of wine I indulged in during the peak pandemic days. Indeed, Ponster says processed foods like bread can easily be the culprit behind unwanted weight gain, even if you exercise regularly as I do. Exercise for health is super important, but diet is your best tool for weight loss and for weight management, said the doctor. In other words, it's not shocking that running 20 miles a week didn't cancel out the effects of the increase in comfort food consumption. So what can I, or rather we, do to get back to our fighting weight? According to Dr. Ponzer, the study's findings can be empowering, helping us renew our commitment to weight loss with the reassurance that our metabolism is still ticking away just as it did when we were in our 20s and 30s. There's not some invisible force that's forcing you to gain weight, said the doctor. Instead, we can take control of our diet, focus on the calories that we're taking in, and take control of our weight that way. We need to get back to basics, get away from processed foods, and focus on foods that are high in fiber, protein, and whole foods. And that's going to be the best way to manage weight. 
that's not to say that exercise isn't important. Moving our bodies is vital to our mental health as well as our physical health. But if you're trying to nudge the number on the scale down, it's good to know that the old formula of calories in versus calories out works as well at age 52 as it did as age 22. Now, if we could only say the same thing for eyesight and creaky joints, we'd all be feeling like college kids again, if not for those two things, right? Interesting stuff. Next article. Dietitians say you can eat these proteins every day without gaining weight. And Georgia Dodd provided the content for this article. Eating enough and the right type of protein is one of the best ways to reach weight loss goals while still feeling satiated and nourished throughout the day. Protein is one of your body's three main macronutrients needed to function properly. It's best to prioritize this first thing in the morning to help curb cravings throughout the day and fuel your body. To learn more about proteins you can eat every day without gaining weight, the best proteins for weight loss, according to this dietitian, included canned tuna, low-fat cheese, edamame beans, salmon, and protein powder. Canned tuna is usually classified into two categories, light meat tuna, which is usually skipjack and sometimes yellowfin, and white meat tuna, which is usually albacore. This protein is incredibly versatile and easy to eat if you're on the go. Low-fat cheese. It might surprise you to learn that cheese is actually very beneficial for weight loss. It just depends on which type of cheese you choose to eat. It is rich in calcium and protein, and according to weight loss research, when our bodies get adequate amounts of calcium, we tend to burn more fat. And because cheese is protein-rich, it accelerates metabolism and reduces appetite thus allowing people to more easily achieve weight loss. One good cheese snack is low-fat mozzarella and a handful of raw nuts. This makes the perfect combo of protein and fats to keep you fueled and satisfied. Standard full-fat cheese has 37% fat, 23% of which is saturated, while reduced fat varieties have around 17% fat and 10% saturated fat, while still retaining the flavor. Both full-fat and low-fat dairies have the same benefits for heart health. Edamame. Edamame beans are whole, immature soybeans. They're sometimes referred to as vegetable-type soybeans. These beans are green and different color from regular soybeans, which typically are light brown, tan, or beige. And one cup of these has an impressive 8 grams of fiber, 17 grams of protein, and 180 calories. This can make for a unique, satisfying breakfast meal that will keep you full for hours, making it a great food to help you reach weight loss goals. This plant-based protein source also makes for a great snack or a great addition to salads. One half cup of shelled edamame contain 90 calories and 9 grams of protein and a whopping 4 grams of fiber to help maintain a healthy gut. Salmon. Lean proteins like salmon can help you maintain your muscle mass when trying to lose weight. In addition to being a great source of lean protein, salmon is also packed with healthy omega-3 fatty acids, which your body cannot produce on its own. Omega-3 fatty acids help make the hormones that regulate blood clotting, contraction, and relaxation of artery walls and inflammation. Salmon is packed with protein and healthy fats that aid in weight loss by keeping you full, thus preventing overeating. One reason this myth exists is due to the taste of the skin, but some consumers do not like the fishy taste of salmon skin and will remove it. However, adding spices and lemon during the cooking process can help offset the flavor and keep the benefits. Salmon is also known to boost hair volume and shine. 
and then protein powder. This is a popular nutritional supplement these days and using it can also aid weight loss and help people tone their muscles. But doctors warn not all protein powders are created equal and some lack adequate amounts of protein while others are very calorie dense. For those using vegan meal replacement shakes, it's important to select a shake that is made with all 20 amino acids. Any vegan protein powder or meal replacement that does not have an amino acid panel should be avoided because it likely does not contain all 20. While there is technically no food you can eat every day without gaining weight, protein is a macronutrient that burns more energy than fat and carbohydrates as it metabolizes in the body. To lose weight, it's a good idea to create a diet rich in lean proteins when losing weight to preserve muscle mass and to keep the immune system up to a healthy level. So, what are the worst snacking habits for weight loss, according to dietitians? Meryl Reedman provides the article on this one. Snacking often gets a bad rap, and when it comes to working towards healthy weight loss, the common misconception is that you can't snack and continue to lose weight. Many people have then been led to deprive themselves of satiating their hunger in between meals, but in reality, snacking is a perfectly healthy habit to uphold provided you're making thoughtful choices as to which foods you're nibbling on to keep you full throughout the day. While snacking in and of itself will not stall weight loss, there are certain mistakes you can make while eating that can make it more difficult to see results that you're working towards. Dietitians say snacking habits to avoid to see the most positive changes in your body without ignoring hunger cues are as follows. If you're truly hungry, having a snack between meals is a perfectly healthy way to fuel your body and provide yourself with increased energy to go through your day. However, the minute your snacking goes from an intentional action to a mindless feeding frenzy, you run the risk of affecting your body and weight loss goals. The worst snacking habit is mindlessly grazing while doing something else like watching TV. When you pay no attention, you tend to pick too much of the wrong choices. Distracted eating can make it more difficult to listen to your body and stop eating when you're actually full. And this carries into snacking as well. Your snack is simply meant to tamp down your hunger until the next meal, but when you aren't paying attention, it can be easy to eat more than you need, quickly increasing your calorie intake, which will naturally slow your weight loss results. Plan for healthy and satisfying snacks and tune into your inner hunger levels, say dietitians. Eat only when you're hungry and plan for a snack you enjoy. Keeping healthy snacks around is half the battle and limit the oversized bags of junk food. Sometimes the hardest part is determining what to snack on when you're in the throes of hunger and keeping healthy ingredients around the house to eat between meals will give you a leg up for prioritizing your well-being. Dietitians note that fruits, nuts and seeds and veggies and hummus are some of the best snacks to eat while working towards losing weight as they will satiate your hunger and keep you full until your next meal. Adding nuts and seeds to your diet is a great way to boost your intake of heart-healthy omega-3 fatty acids that can benefit the heart, brain, and skin. Almond butter and peanut butter also contain protein, making them filling and tasty. Almond butter and sliced apple also makes for a great snack. Ultimately, listening to your body and feeding yourself when you're hungry is the healthiest route to take even when you're working to lose weight. Snacking is not intrinsically bad for you, and in fact, withholding food can have a more significant impact on your metabolism over time, leaving lasting damage on your body. 
That being said, mindful eating and finding nutrient-dense snacks to fill your day will provide the most significant weight loss results and allow you to never feel hungry or deprived while working towards a body you feel comfortable in. So here are four of the biggest mistakes for slowing your metabolism over the age of 40. Georgia Dodd wrote this one. To achieve healthy weight loss, there are a number of factors to consider. One of them is your metabolism. Your metabolism is the reaction of the body's cells that change food into energy. Those with a faster metabolism are likely to burn more fat, making it easier to maintain a healthy caloric deficit and lose weight. The food you eat and the workouts you do all affect your metabolism. But here are some classic mistakes you may be making that can slow it down and impede your weight loss success. This is especially true for women over the age of 40. Number one, not exercising enough. Experts say that the worst thing you can do for your metabolism is to not exercise enough. This is because you run the risk of losing muscle, which stokes your metabolism and burns more calories than fat. Experts say you should work out at least 250 minutes per week or roughly 25 minutes per day. If you want to boost your metabolism, getting enough exercise is critical to maintaining muscle mass, burning calories, and keeping your metabolism running at full speed. Exercising helps burn energy and makes you take in more oxygen, which is all good for keeping your metabolism strong, not lifting weights. One exercise you should add to your workout regime moving forward is weightlifting. While you may be afraid of bulking up after you lift weights, experts say this is not likely to happen, and weightlifting is crucial for strengthening your metabolism. Muscle burns 10 times as many calories per pound as fat, so you're better off lifting weights and creating more muscle to burn more calories. Eating too much processed food. When it comes to what you eat, experts suggest removing processed foods from your diet. They are inflammatory and easily digested and absorbed, which means your body doesn't have to work at all to break it down. This also means you're likely to add more fat cells to your body and slow down your metabolism. Instead, dietitians recommend eating unprocessed foods. This may be tricky, but can be a game changer. Unprocessed and less processed foods tend to be lower in calories, which means you don't have to worry as much about the excess calories you might be taking in. And then finally, not staying hydrated. One of the best things you can do for your gut, skin, and metabolism is to drink water and lots of it. Hydration helps keep your metabolism going as it helps move oxygenated blood cells through your body and into your cells, including your muscle cells. This keeps your metabolism strong. If you're dehydrated by even 1 or 2%, you'll feel more tired and lethargic and less likely to move, which slows down your metabolism. By drinking enough water, you keep blood and oxygen moving throughout your body. This allows your body to work more effectively and burn energy as best it can with your metabolism revved up. When it comes to losing weight, you want to make sure you're doing it the right way. Don't fall for toxic diet fads and don't deprive your body of the nutrients that are essential to your body functioning. If you're worried about your metabolism, talk to your doctor, dietitian, or nutritionist. But a great first step towards boosting your metabolism is to avoid these everyday mistakes that we just talked about. Okay, next article. Seven foods you shouldn't cut out if you're trying to lose weight, according to a dietitian. And Natalie Rizzo wrote this one. It's that time of year again when trending diets run amok. There might be several foods you're mentally putting on a do-not-eat list if you have weight loss goals. 
But instead of cutting out some of your favorite foods and living in a place of no, what about embracing the wide variety of foods you can eat in a healthy and balanced eating pattern? Contrary to what you've heard in the past, these seven foods can help you get there. Not only are they super nutritious, but they have research linking them to weight loss and health. And you may be pleasantly surprised to see a few of these on the list. Number one, avocados. This creamy tropical fruit can get a bad rap because of the amount of calories and fat it contains. But the good news is that the delicious avocado can and should be part of a healthy diet. Each one-third of a medium avocado packs three grams of dietary fiber alongside unsaturated fatty acids to keep your hunger at bay. Avocados are one of the only fruits with beneficial unsaturated fat, which may be linked to heart health and weight maintenance. As a matter of fact, 2019 studies in the Journal of Nutrients of over 55,000 people found that those who ate avocados were less likely to gain weight during the study duration of 4 to 11 years. Researchers attribute these findings to the fiber in avocados, which can help promote feelings of fullness and beneficial hormones in the gut that can positively affect weight and appetite. The only downside is that they don't pack much protein. Dietitians suggest pairing them with protein sources like beans, lentils, eggs, or hemp seeds. Number two, nuts. They can be high in calories, but there's an abundance of research that concludes nuts are an important part of a healthy diet. According to research, pistachios being added to a healthy diet can contribute to weight loss and may impart additional health benefits like reducing blood pressure. The good news is these results aren't exclusive to one type of nut either. Other studies on walnuts, almonds, pistachios, pecans, cashews, and more show very similar results. Nuts have a not-so-secret nutrient that makes them great for weight management, and that is unsaturated fat. A small randomized controlled trial in the journal Nutrition of Healthy Adults compared those who ate their normal diet versus those who ate a diet high in polyunsaturated fat for seven days. Those who ate the high-fat diet experienced a spike in hormones that made them feel full, causing them to eat less overall. Another 2019 observational study in BMJ Nutrition, Prevention, and Health of over 100,000 healthy adults found that replacing just half a serving a day of less nutritious foods with nuts was associated with less long-term weight gain and lower incidences of obesity. Include a handful of nuts in your day as a portable snack or use them as a topper for salads, grain bowls, oatmeal, or even soups. If you prefer nut butter, opt for one that's made with just nuts and salt. Pay attention to portions. All you need is one ounce, about 15 to 20, depending on the nut size, to reap the benefits. Seeds. They may be small, but they're mighty in the nutritional department. Similar to nuts, seeds are known for their unsaturated fat content, and they also pack fiber and protein punches. Chia seeds have a special quality that can absorb more than 10 times their weight in water, which allows them to swell in your digestive tract to keep you satisfied. Studies of 77 overweight individuals who ate 30 grams, about two tablespoons of chia seeds per day, for six months lost more weight than those who did not eat the chia seeds. Another study found that participants who regularly ingested whole flaxseed had lower body weight. Both studies credit their findings to the fiber in the seeds. It's fair to say that adding more chia, hemp, flax, and pumpkin seeds to your diet are a very healthy choice. For an extra 20 calories per teaspoon, you will benefit from protein, fiber, coveted omega-3 fats, and prolonged fullness. Sprinkle a teaspoon or two on your yogurt, oatmeal, or add them to your smoothies. 
potatoes. Whether you prefer a white potato or the sweeter variety, adding this tuber to your plate can help support your nutritional goals. Sweet potatoes are loaded with vitamin A and white potatoes are packed with potassium, an electrolyte that is important for blood pressure. Both types of potatoes also contain resistant starch, which is a type of carbohydrate that is resistant to digestion and has been linked to lower levels of leptin, a hormone that increases appetite. Furthermore, a 2020 study in the Journal of Nutrients found that eating a potato helps suppress appetite and short-term food intake. So enjoy the versatile starchy veg as part of your eating pattern to support a healthy weight. Number five, fruit. With the low-carb craze, fruit often gets a bad rap. But guidelines for Americans recommend having two servings of fruit per day as part of a healthy lifestyle. Not to mention, most fruits are an excellent source of fiber, which can keep you feeling full and can protect against chronic diseases. Research has also found that eating fruit regularly is inversely associated with obesity. Plus, data from over 100,000 healthy adults suggests that eating more fruit is correlated to less weight gain. If you're avoiding starch or higher sugar fruits in the name of weight loss, you might want to rethink that. For example, bananas contain resistant starch, which can help you eat fewer calories overall. Whole grains. They're another great source of fiber, and research shows that those who ate more of them were less likely to struggle with their weight. And that even includes foods like whole grain bread, brown rice, and whole wheat pasta. So carb lovers rejoice. Dietitians recommend eating a variety of them like farro, brown rice, quinoa, sorghum, and oats to reap the benefits. Plus, research suggests that eating whole grains in the place of refined grains may help induce weight loss. It's no surprise that researchers credit this finding to the fiber that makes you feel more full so you eat fewer calories overall. And then number seven, dessert. Yes, you read that right. You can eat dessert and still meet your weight loss goals. Avoiding it is a habit that is not sustainable and was born from diet culture. Restricting the foods you love the most will likely cause intense cravings that can lead to subsequent binges and overeating. This causes guilt which leads to more restriction and the cycle continues. Instead, eat the dessert you love, enjoy it, and move on without guilt. So what is the best dessert for weight loss? That is up to you. Choose a small portion of something that is satisfying, eat it slowly, and savor every last bite. If you want more, you can always go back for it, but shift your focus on being mindful and present while you eat, and you might find you feel more satisfied and feel even better with a smaller portion. The bottom line. To put it simply, there is no food that is off limits in a healthy eating pattern, even if you're trying to lose weight. Though you may have heard that you need to cut out foods like fruit, potatoes, and dessert, research shows that it is not actually the case. The important thing is to make healthy dietary changes that are realistic and pleasant for you, so you can actually enjoy sticking with them for the long haul. And then one last article for the day. This one is also by Georgia Dodd. It's called Health Experts Warn That Pasta, Bread, and Baked Goods Can Cause an Inflamed Stomach. Eating a balanced diet is key to reducing inflammation in the stomach. You always want to opt for foods that can help combat inflammation and provide other health benefits. While there are foods you should eat to reduce inflammation, there are also foods, specifically carbs, that you should avoid because they can cause stomach inflammation. There is one form of carbohydrate that causes stomach inflammation, refined carbohydrates, and they are in concerning amounts of food types. Three food types with refined carbs that are among the worst include pasta, bread, and baked items. Here is why. Pasta. 
Well, you can make this versatile dish healthy by including a plethora of vegetables, pasta itself is high in carbs. This can slow down your metabolism and cause inflammation and bloating, which can make it harder for you to lose weight in the long run. We all know that pasta is bad, especially if you have it for dinner frequently, but just how bad is it? Dietitians say this food contains refined carbohydrates and is responsible for gut inflammation, as well as a host of other concerns. This form of carbohydrates lacks fiber, which the good gut bacteria needs as a food source. This ultimately leads to an imbalance in the good bacteria that die off as the bad bacteria are encouraged to grow in your gut. When the gut is out of balance, inflammation is often the result. Thankfully, there are many anti-inflammatory alternatives to refined carbohydrate-based pastas. Choosing whole grain options like brown rice, quinoa, and whole wheat pastas are a great way to avoid refined carbs and work in that extra fiber for whole grains. The fiber can actually begin to heal the inflammation in the gut by feeding the good bacteria and correcting gut dysbiosis. Whole foods can also replace refined pasta like spaghetti squash or spiralized zucchini. Bread. Doctors and dietitians say bread is delicious and filling and it's likely also an essential item in your kitchen, but dietitians say that if you're trying to lose weight, it's best to limit consumption of this carby food. Many types of bread are made with refined carbohydrates, which lack fiber and other beneficial nutrients. Refined carbs are highly inflammatory and turn to sugar quickly, which causes a quick rise in glucose. This rapid rise in glucose can cause an inflammatory response in the body, and the more frequently these carbs are consumed, the more likely the body is to be chronically in a state of low-level inflammation. Certain types of bread are worse than others, specifically white bread, because of its high refined carbs content. You should remove white bread from your diet altogether if you want to reduce stomach inflammation and lose weight. Similar to pasta, white bread can easily be replaced by whole grain. When it comes to what you should look for, it's important to look at the ingredients label and ensure that the word enriched is not present. This can indicate the flour that has been used has gone through a process where nutrients have been removed and artificial ones have been added, making it enriched and therefore more processed. Baked goods. Finally, baked goods like donuts, cakes, and pastry were made from refined carbohydrates that are very harmful to the gut because they are highly inflammatory. Dietitians say this is because of the refined nature of the carbs as well as the presence of refined sugar and oils that causes inflammation and offsets the good and bad ratio of bacteria. For people who can't quite cut baked goods out of their diet completely, doctors recommend searching for items made with whole grains. If the ingredients label's first word isn't rich, the item is made with refined carbohydrates. You can also choose to make your own at home with whole grain flour or satisfy your sweet tooth with carb-free sweets. Good information to have and excellent information to know if you are trying to cut that inflammation in your gut. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns about today's show, you can shoot us an email. We put the email address as well as all of the articles that we have used on the show today into our show notes. And please join us again next episode to talk more about crazy diet diatribes and all the other health and dietary news. Good night, podcast peeps. Stay healthy, keep it real, and always live your very best life. Bye!